And we are going. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode of the High Button Podcast is brought to you by Generous United, a membership-based buying group headquartered right here in Atlantic Canada, all right, our own backyard. Generous United, what they are dedicated to, what their goal is, what their mission is, is making sure prescription drugs are more affordable so we can all live healthier lives. We all know right now in this pandemic, it could be a little bit tough to afford certain things. Generous United wants to take care of that when it comes to your health. So the pharmacist, the person in your community who is also dedicated to making sure that you live a healthy life, that pharmacist and Generous United will team up together to make sure that you receive an attentive, personalized service while you save money on your prescription drugs. It doesn't have to be you. It could be a loved one. It could be a family member. It doesn't really matter who. We can all live healthier lives. So head on over to generousunited.ca. That's G-E-N-R-U-S united.ca and see if there's anything Generous United can do to make sure that you are able to afford your prescription drugs. One more time, that's generousunited.ca. G-E-N-R-U-S united.ca. Today's episode is also brought to you by Osprey Ridge Golf Course. We all know golf has taken over Nova Scotia, parts of Canada, and pretty much all over the world. The sport is blowing up, and we are lucky, we are happy, we are thrilled for the opportunity to team up with Osprey Ridge, located 45 minutes outside the city, a Graham Cook design course. Also, it is family owned, so you know they take pride in taking care of the course. I'm pretty much there every weekend. The fairways are beautiful. The greens play a nice pace, and it's just an overall fun course to play. Afterwards, you can head up onto the patio. Brand new. Uh, it's brand new, uh, renovated. They just renovated it. So you can head up on the patio. It looks over the courses as you're going out onto the first tee. I think it looks on the, the first tee, the ninth tee, and the 18th hole as well. So you look over the whole course, you have a beer, you maybe grab a plate of nachos, whatever floats your boat. Have fun at Osprey Ridge this summer. We hope to see you there. Today on the High Button Podcast, really excited about this guest, we have Matt Bedard. If you don't know who Matt is, he was actually on the High Button Talk Show we did throughout the, the whole winter there. Then the pandemic kind of hit a little bit harder and we weren't allowed to have people in the studio. So we had to kind of shut down the talk show, but, uh, Matt has his own YouTube channel, Scotian Canadian, where essentially he talks about the Montreal Canadians and, uh, and, and keeps an update, uh, I guess to their fans on Twitter and YouTube. I'm pretty sure on his YouTube channel right now, he has a just under 8,000 subscribers, uh, Twitter as well. He has a great presence. And most importantly, he captures the Montreal Canadians fan base and they approve of him the people have approved of Matt Bedard and and his uh, social media channels he was actually rewarded with a national interview on CBC Canada uh, with him and Steve Daigle I think about a month ago right before uh, the Toronto and Montreal series started and ever since then he's just been on this crazy wave of uh, I guess you could say content YouTube, getting the people to know a little bit more about the Montreal Canadiens and their fan base. He's uh, he's captured the he's captured the imagination of a lot of people, and he's done a great job of it. Uh, I was pumped to have him on the podcast because he usually just came on the talk show. He's never been on the podcast, and uh, no, I was happy to talk to him yesterday. Today is the first day of uh, the Stanley Cup Finals, Montreal versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. 
So all those Montreal Canadian fans right now are waking up with a little bit of nervous energy. So hopefully this will calm you knowing that, uh, actually, what am I saying? He wasn't even calm. You could tell he was nervous as well. He's ready to go though. Uh, but nonetheless, I was pumped to talk to Matt. I'm Justin. This is the High Button Podcast. Here we go. You know what comes next. And we are going, I think. Yeah, we're going. Bedard, Matt, how are you, buddy? Good to see you again, man. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Do you even know what to say? No, a lot of the time, no. Dude, This is it feels like a dream. I've said it a couple times now, but like at this point, I'm dreaming that it's not true, like we've got eliminated or something like that, the Habs. Really? And then I wake up and I'm like, holy crap, man, this is for real. This is new territory, never seen them get this far. It's uh, it's surreal. I'm happy for the boys, too. Like, they're they're grinding it out, man. It It's, how, how old are you? 30. I'm 29. Yeah, so I was two when they won the cup, right? In 93. So, yeah, I guess I would have been one or two around the same age. It is, like, my last name is Belanger, so I grew up in it. Yeah. And it is kind of, I know what you just mean by that dream state. It's like, is, a, is this really happening? Because yeah. you never really think it would happen. Not that, not that it has happened yet. I'm not drinking anything. Exactly. I'm just saying, yeah. but it's uh, it's unbelievable to uh, t- to watch on TV. And it's unbelievable to see it actually come to fruition. It, it's exciting yeah. to see what's going to happen here yeah. in these next couple of days. Especially with the guys that are on the team, right? Who would have thought Eric Stahl and Corey Perry sitting on the Habs' fourth line in the Stanley Cup final? Like, that's un- unbelievable. To add on to Shea Weber and Carey Price and... The, the legends they already had on the team it's just crazy and how exciting is it for you to have that fan base kind of rallied around your youtube videos and your twitter and everything it's almost like you're i don't want to say heartbeat but you're almost like a little bit of a pulse to the fan base it must feel good it's it's been fun i'm you know what i'm honestly living the uh you know youtubers or amateur analysts dream right now and i'm you know I, i'm grateful for it that's the biggest the center, thing the center right? I, yeah, i'm, so I'm grateful for it that's yeah. the biggest thing right now and i'm just trying to enjoy the moment and i'm every habs fan i say like just embrace this right now because you know we talk about it and we fantasize about it and it's actually here so and it's and the series as well that the opponent we have i mean I, I don't think you could ask for a better stanley cup final like this is you know division rivals that'll never yeah. happen again so it's going to be cool man i really wanted new york to win one because of dobson Right, and I honestly think I like that matchup a little bit better. But then again, if Montreal could pull this through, how sweet would it be to do it against the defending Cup champions? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. Really make a statement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So what, the energy you bring into these YouTube videos, man, the views you're getting—it's unbelievable. Where where does that come from? You know what? I I've always been a Habs fan. You know, I got that, inherited it from my dad, my dad's dad. Yeah. You know, right from you know being a, a child, right. Um, seeing posters of Habs goalies up in my father's hospital room before he, you know, he had a hard end to his life, uh, Parkinson's disease. So I, I just looked up to him. I had so much respect for him and to see his passion towards the team, it kind of rubbed off on me. And then growing up with my dad, watching Habs Bruins and that upset, uh, you know, way back with Koivu and Surrey and Theodore. And, and then in the high school, I started doing design and all that stuff and ended up working at a marketing agency for, for a few years. Wasn't quite my thing. One of my projects was a, a sports-related thing, and it was like a dream come true to be at an agency, you know, downtown Halifax, working on. And I was just so proud of that. And but I've, I've eventually ended up ended out of the industry and just winging it ever since. And then I just decided, you know what? I got all this Habs memorabilia. I love the I love the team. Uh, you know, 
I have the design ability and the videography skills, at least at an amateur level, to put something out that I think would look professional. The last thing I need to do is figure out how to talk in front of a camera. So that was the big thing for the first year or so. All my videos were were uncut. There was no cuts and that right. was purposeful. And I there was a lot of late nights just teaching myself how to be natural and, and show energy and, and develop almost a bit of a character kind of thing. And um and it's kind of led to this and and I've believed in the build too. So it's just amazing to see I, I wouldn't have thought it, it it come to fruition this early for the Montreal Canadians. And it's just uh it's been fun and I'm so thankful and, and humbled and just confused sometimes and it blows my mind that people actually want to listen to me talk hockey and talk the Montreal Canadiens some of the comments I get it's just it makes it all worth it you know because it is a lot of work and to, and to see other content creators saying oh I want to start something now or or uh, you know people saying oh it just feels like I have company watching the game or whatever it uh, that means a lot and I'm grateful for it big time I'm thankful for all the people that continue to tune in What's the, you know, the, the you said at the very beginning, you had to t a tough time developing a personality and finding your uh, your comfortability level in front of a camera. How long do you think it took until you found that, that true character? Because when I, when I look at you, I, I know you, and maybe there is a little bit of a character-esque to when you're talking into those videos, but for the most part, it's pretty much you, but I think it's just coming down to a, a natural you. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing, right? Cause, and, and that's important to me. I've wanted it to be natural and, and come off as truly who I am, maybe dialed up a little bit. Because typically, I'm, I'm a shy person. I'm kind of, you know, I keep to myself. Yeah. Um, so to be exuberant in some of these videos and celebrating and or even on the opposite sense of it, showing emotion in terms of, you know, being frustrated, pissed off. And you don't want it to seem forced. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a battle back and forth. I'd say maybe two years. It took a while to really feel comfortable in it where you know i could watch it back and go yeah that it's it seems yeah. like a legitimate habs fan and that's kind of what i want to yeah. represent i guess how's your sleep schedule right now <laughs> Dude. congratulations first of all on the new on the child you said six weeks six weeks yeah, old congratulations yeah. thank you so much his name's cole cole and, uh, yeah so uh Yes, and I've got Amelia. She's she's three and a half. Just and try to talk into the, like, the uh, Amelia. She's yeah. three and a half. Mason, he is a year and a half. So, and, and on top of that, working full time, trying to execute this channel, watch the games, dude. I'm not sleeping, man. Like, I'm lucky to get three hours usually, and then I'm up for work, and then and then and and that can wear on you, man. And oh, you're trying to have energy oh, and 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 present and three hours. <laughs> yeah, man. So. uh but it's fun, it, you know, and, and the fact that people actually watch it is what uh, makes it worth it. And, and that's what I'm, I'm thankful for. And, I, and uh, another big thing is that I've always thought in my mind, you know, at some point my kids are going to maybe watch these as older and look back on what I was doing when they were kids. And yeah. it'll be I think it'll be a good example for them to kind of it sounds cliche and all that, but chase your dreams and believe in yourself and and work really hard. And you can see what what will come of it. A hundred percent. Yeah. What's uh obviously I'm, I'm assuming you're going to follow your game plan for the next week for the Stanley cup finals. What is your game plan going into this week with, I guess, just your presence on the internet? Just, you know, follow the team, try and, you know, update people with accurate information, give my thoughts. I'm going to do, uh, keep, keep up with the reaction videos after games. Also doing some live streams as well. Yeah. And a big thing I'm doing right now, I'm wearing my, uh, Scotian Canadian shirt. I've never sold merch merchandise before, yeah. but I've, I've decided to uh, sell 150 of these, um, hundred percent of profits going to the Gord Downey Cheney Wenjack fund and their mission, you know, stand with first nations, uh, reconcile relationships between indigenous, indigenous people and non-indigenous of our country. And, uh, you know, with 
the recent discoveries that are horrific and, and hard to believe, you know, that's the least, you know, it means a lot to me. It's the least I could do, you know, first time out of the city recently driving to the South shore and nice. I'm just loving the, loving the scenery, loving our province, loving our country. And then in the back of my mind, I just think of that and it's like, we got to do better and we got to find a way to really have those conversations and reflect on a very important Canada day. Good for you, man, to like use your platform for that and like give back. That's a really cool thing to do. Not a lot of people would do that right now, especially in t an, uh, an economy like this where it's tough to make money. So good mm -hmm. for you to be able to do that. Le honestly, the least I could do, you know, uh, in honor of, of, of the, those kids and, yeah. and, and everything else. But, uh, yeah. Every school I drive, like I, we have a, f a family cottage out in Bridgewater. and We drive by a lot of schools out there. And every time I drive by a school now, I'm just like, you just think about it. You're like, what's well, under there? It's, it's crazy know, to think about. I know. It's crazy. It's, yeah, terrifying. Um, does your wife, wife or wife? Wife, yeah. Does she get mad at all when you do those reactions at, I'm going to assume, 1 o'clock in the morning? Because <laughs> it is late. Does and she, and you're, cause you're yelling. You're going. Yeah, yeah dude. I'm, uh, I'm fortunate. She's been a rock. She's been so supportive. I'm surprised that she's still <laughs> living in the same house as me right now. Um, and I'm also lucky that the kids stay asleep. I have never once woken up any of my children doing these videos late at night and they are literally in like the next room over which is what but see i've i started them when amelia was a baby and it's been consistent ever since so it's i don't know if it's they're just used to it you know i might hear the little odd whimper or whatever i almost woke up cole last night but he ended up falling back asleep so we i've been fortunate and 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 jenna my wife has just been amazing so supportive and offering to help me with anything and putting up with me spending so much time doing this while she's, you know, working so hard with these three little kids. And then every moment I get, I'm, you know, supporting her. So it's just been give and take. And I'm, I'm really thankful for that. That's awesome to yeah. have a, to have a good support crew behind you. That's big key to it. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You my have to, yeah. My parents too. The oh same yeah. Thing. Oh yeah. What, what are they doing to, to help out? Taking the kids, you know, multiple times a week and all that sort of stuff. It's really, it's really amazing to have that support system behind you. It's an sure. interesting time right now. How, like, I always think like when I talk about your sleep schedule, I, I'll admit I have fallen asleep a couple times in overtime and I hate myself for it, but <laughs> these are historic games. You know, we were two one years old when the Habs were in the finals last year when they won. Mm. It, it, it's, a, it's a time in life where you have to sacrifice some certain things for the, the greater good. You have to be able to watch these games because, you know, 20, 30, 40 years from now, we're going to be old men sitting on a rocking chair going, <laughs> I stayed up, I watched, I was there. You know, it's, 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 yeah. it's you got to. It's historic times right now. It really is. And who knows when they'll be there next. You know, I'm confident in what they're building as a team, but it's just so hard to get there. And for, you know, you need that luck. You need those bounces mm. on top of having a good franchise. So who knows how long it'll be. So yeah, definitely, you know, enjoying the moment right now for sure. And it's good hockey too. You know, I'm, I love defensive hockey and there is some skill on the other side of it, but it's, it's, it's fun to watch. It's, it's, uh, I'm trying to compare Montreal to a team right now that I used to like maybe play against, but they're just a team that just doesn't stop. It's pretty, it's pretty simple. It's not, hockey isn't a complicated game when you break it down. It's the team that just doesn't stop moving their legs, usually ends up winning. And if you can put the puck in the net and at the same time, maybe have the best goalie in the world, that's pretty helpful as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of the things he's doing, man. I saw him play in Vancouver once. So he's actually from BC, Carey Price. Um, you know, I got the cheapest ticket in the in the place. I was all the way up in the roof and I was watching this guy from the far end because they got shot on twice on the other end. And it was probably, it was actually a pretty boring game, but watching Carey Price and how 
calm, cool, and collected he was. Well, this is just a random game in December, not really a big game at all. But just watching this guy almost like almost like he was going through the motions, but making spectacular saves. And when I watch him now, it's the same carry. He's so calm. He's in the biggest stage of his life right now. Shoulders are low, making those saves when he has to. And then he's also stretching out like a freak of nature and is stopping guys <laughs> left. It's unbelievable yeah. what he's doing right now. What are your thoughts on Carey? Oh, my God. it's He's a treat to watch. For for many years, it's just, you know, we're on the penalty kill and just eyes glued to Carey and how he's moving around the crease. It's like yeah. every move is so calculated. And he's just got a, a stance or a position to be or, or a look to have, depending anywhere on the the ice where that puck is it's like a robot yeah. and you know the rebound control how he can you know get out and play the puck and really help his defenseman um and 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 rebound control too in terms of not just covering the puck but when he makes a save he puts it in space for his teammates to collect it and move up the ice whether it's pads or blocker or shoulder in the ot winner in uh, game six to go to the final it was a save off his shoulder and he just deflected it into the slot we picked it up straight up the ice end up scoring on the rush it's just the impact he has is is unbelievable. Like uh, Vasilevsky as well. Like the these two are just complete goaltenders. They have it all, and they 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 couldn't impact the game more than what they what they do. It's it's a treat. It's unbelievable. Yeah, two of the best goaltenders in the league in the world going head to head. Two. I never thought yeah. of it from that perspective. Two of the best. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a goaltender showdown matchup. There's a lot of storylines coming from this, oh, especially in Montreal. <laughs> oh yeah, every yeah. do you see some of those videos when they won Game Six? <sighs> oh my hundreds. god, dude! I actually wanted to talk to you about this too. What are your like? Obviously, you and I aren't the Canadian government, but do you think that they might loosen up and let the Bell Center be packed? Do you, <sighs> fingers crossed. I mean, the crowds outside are going to be insane anyway. What are you doing? You know, what? How much of a difference is it going to take? I mean. I understand there was probably complications behind that and, and legislature and all that. But I mean, do you get double vaccinated people in there or at least single vaccinated? I think you got to fill it up somehow. I mean, at this point, the, the country is just about to open up. This is the biggest Stanley Cup final in decades. Well said. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. For since, Canada. Since Ottawa. Who's in the finals? Uh, uh, Vancouver. Vancouver in, and Boston. Yeah, 2011. Yeah. So I, I hope they open it up. We'll have to wait and see. But nonetheless, the crowds outside are going to be insane. Montreal is is just lively right now. Um, have you ever been to Montreal? Yeah, I yeah. love that city. Love it. I think I've been there twice, and I just I don't want to leave. It's one of the few cities at the end of a vacation you're like, I, I want to stay. Yeah, I just want to stay. Yeah, it's an amazing city. I love it. It's probably one of, other than Halifax, my favorite city in, in Canada. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah I want – there's – I don't know the like again. We're not the Canadian government. I really don't know the rules right now. But there's a part of me that wants to go up. Even though I can't, I can't afford to get into the building. But there's a part of me that wants to go up, bring a camera guy, and just do street interviews up in Montreal. Like I'm, but I can't, I can't quarantine for 14 days yeah. coming back. So that's that's what's in my head right now. I so know, I'm trying to figure that out right now of how we can maybe make that happen. Because, like I said, historic times right now in Montreal, and that would be a great trip, great content for oh, work. Yeah. Once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I mean, I've been telling myself for many years now that if the Habs win a Stanley Cup in my lifetime, I'll be in my car and I'll be in Montreal for that parade no matter what. Really? Are you, are oh, you, are yeah. you sticking to that? 100%. Uh, wife doesn't know that yet. But I've, <laughs> Just I've so mentioned she knows it now. The, yeah. I'm not editing that out. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've mentioned it over the years, so hopefully she has an idea. But uh, and they still have to do it. Knock on wood. Okay, but, let's uh, let's make a pack. We'll go if seriously if they win. Well, cause and, I'm going. I have if they if they win, I will go. Right now, I'm on the fence of going up for game three. Yeah. Or yeah, game three. So that that's yeah, my, we'll where my head's at, and we'll see what happens with the quarantine rules. Maybe they'll loosen it up or whatnot. But dude, you could bang out some really good content. I'd I'd love to partner with with you for that as well. If we're if the you know you know what happens. Yeah. But uh, dude, I love your in person interviews. That was I was hooked on your videos ever since you started that in Halifax for yeah. early on. It was just so different and refreshing, and. Uh, and then all the stuff for the Mooseheads uh, Mem Cup there recently when we oh, hosted. Yeah, yeah. Those were some really good videos. And it really highlights our city. And, yeah, yeah so uh, I'm looking forward to you getting back doing that soon. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the opportunity for you to p potentially do it in Montreal, man. Oh. It's just because of COVID, we weren't comfortable, like, I just going up to people with exactly, a mic being yeah. like, hey, and, you know, so it, it just kind of phased out a yeah. bit. But once... Even now, people might be a little bit hesitant, but you never know, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing right now. It's what you almost have to, you kind of have to, like, test your limits with this thing. So, like, yeah, I wear my mask everywhere. I, I follow the rules. I'm not being a dick. I, I do the yep. right thing. But it's almost every now and then you got to just kind of, I don't know, like, as you're walking out of a gas station, just, like, take your mask off, like, a step before. Like, I don't know. You just have to kind of get, get a little bit more comfortable with, like, normalcy, I guess. Yeah, I don't exactly. know. Maybe... Maybe I'm talking out of my ass, but I'm I'm just trying little things every day, like just personally, just yeah. trying to normalize my life at least. Yeah, Anyways. exactly. But yeah, history interviews would be great. Yeah, I'd I, love to do them. Yeah, I, uh, I any Habs hat I see, any person with a shirt, I'm all I'm shouting them out. I'm trying to get fist bumps yeah. or whatever. I was yeah. in the grocery store the other day, and I saw this guy, and I just like ran down the aisle, and I was like, "Let's go!" Love it. And he was like, "Oh, COVID, I can't." I oh, like, did, oh, no, he didn't. He he did. He did. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's like, oh, oh, go man. Habs, go man. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> man. The guy, oh man, oh man. But what I'm can you sorry, do? yeah. I, I feel bad. That <laughs> just a little fist bump. Come on, man. He didn't even man. give you a fist bump. No, no, ah, that, <laughs> screw that guy. Don't worry about it. Um, so all your hard work led to a, a national interview on CBC Canada, not CBC Nova Scotia, CBC Canada. Yeah, that's with uh, Mr. Steve. Daggle. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an opportunity I'll be thankful for, for my entire life. And the, the timing of it, that it happened during this Montreal Canadiens cup run just blows my mind. Um, you know, shout out to the, the viewers who, you know, the, one of the associate producers of CBC was just asking around Yeah, and someone just said, Hey, I know, you know, this guy does Habs videos. He'd, he'd probably do good at it. They reached out to me and now I've been on there twice now. And I just, it, yeah, like I said, living the dream as an amateur analyst, it, it blows my mind. And then to sit next to, to Steve Dangle, I know we had a little bit of a, you know, controversial thing little on Twitter. And part of that is, you know, my fault. I can own up to that. Um, it was it was an honor to sit next to him as well, because he he pioneered this whole hockey reaction stuff through YouTube. He's been doing it for 14 years as a Leafs fan, ends up, you know, grinding. And and now I know how much hard work it is. He grinds out a, a career in a, in a um in a non uh controversial yeah non t a non-typical way right and and he makes it to the top he's working for sportsnet a national sports broadcaster so to sit next to him was was that's an, that was another goal of mine that i was you know very grateful to uh, accomplish and i thought we did well and you know the, the stuff on twitter i guess i i i called out sportsnet a little bit just for the the whole <laughs> leafs 
bias. I've found over the years that they've been definitely leaf centric and there's not a whole, they don't, you're not the only one that feels that way. Yeah, you know what I mean? And 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 for years, it's been looking down upon the Montreal Canadiens reset and rebuild. And, you know, the Weber-Suban trade wasn't good. Naming him captain wasn't great. And, and then they messed up the Galchenyuk trade. And then it's just – and these are professionals, right? So it's just I, – I, I've, I've tried to represent Habs fans a little bit in that sense. So yeah. that's kind of where that call-out came from. And I use Steve as a catalyst and other Sportsnet people, but it's nothing personal against anyone. It's just hockey talk. And sometimes there's, you know, there's controversy in sports. So it is what it is, right? It's the way it goes. Yeah. What are you going to do? You got to keep going. You got to keep pushing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like you're going to stop doing what you're doing because there's a little controversy that comes with the business. That's the nature. That's the nature of the game. What are you going to do? Yeah. You had fun with it and you got another one. You got another interview too. You went back for... You got another national interview yeah, on CBC. I know, dude. It's, two for two. Yeah, it's 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 unbelievable. It's just I can't even. I'm I'm, I I keep saying it, but I'm just so grateful for it. I would have never imagined in my life that, you know, even just starting this, that you know, 500 people would watch or a thousand or whatever. So that for that to happen, it's just mind blowing. Seriously, well, mind blowing. I, I think like I always believe in. Um, like you'll never be put in a situation that you're not able to handle. Like you wouldn't have got those national interviews if you weren't comfortable on camera. But you know, at the first video you ever did ever did on YouTube, I'm sure you weren't comfortable. But I don't know how many videos you have now. But you've discovered that that personality of how to be on camera, and then you got onto national television. So it's just like, okay, you're comfortable. You're good at what you do. You just keep doing it. You keep growing, and the next thing you know, who knows where you're where you're gonna be or where you're gonna end up. But you'll you'll never be put in a situation that you can't handle. And that was just, I think. Uh, I think that was a reward for all the hard work you put in over yeah. the past couple of years. Yeah, thank you, man. And honestly, dude, I used to like I've already said I used to watch you and and seeing you do that and have the have the guts to to commit to it the way you did and put that content out there. That was another uh, huge inspiration for me to to start my own thing, especially because you were local. We went to the same schools, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So to so to see you set that example, that was huge too. Oh, dude, I appreciate that. Thank you. It's fun. I, I like putting your balls on the line, my balls on the line, not your balls, my balls on the line, and just going. <laughs> it's there's yeah. no better that, that's life just putting it all out there and just having fun and seeing what comes from it that's what it's all about for me that's the most fun thrilling thing there is at least for me yeah um i don't even know if we talked about the matchup do you like the matchup montreal tampa i do i do the habs and tampa have played some very very good games the last few years against each other okay um actually I, you know what in the last season we've we went head to head against them we are zero and four so that doesn't look too good but montreal has gone through some serious growth in the last year and a half yeah and hasn't met them in a long time but these two teams find a way to play very entertaining hockey they don't like each other there's already some some budding rivalries between players both teams are capable of playing physically and everyone talks about how elite the offenses of tampa and of course it is. Point, Kucherov, and Stamkos, and the list goes Hedman, unbelievable. But they are just as strong as Montreal at defending, too. So it, they, they just have it all. So it's a, it's an extremely difficult matchup for the Montreal Canadiens. I think so, – so Tampa gets the edge offensively while still being able to, to, to defend. Montreal gets the edge defensively while still having – that game-changing offense in guys like Caulfield and Toffoli and uh, even, you know, Gallagher and, and, and Weber stepping up, getting some big goals. But, um, yeah, and then the goaltending, it's it's a wash because the two of them are yeah. literally, it's I think it's Carey's .934 right now and Vasilevsky's .936. Like it's, so, yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be a really good matchup. And, 
you know, another playoff series between these two teams. It's uh, it should be interesting. I loved watching um, Bergevin when they won. He had the red <laughs> suit on. He came down. He was hugging everyone like he was their mother. Like you just giving him hugs, just wrapping their his uh, arms around them. Just oh, it was the the best feeling. And you don't really see that much emotion come from a GM. They're mm. usually up in the skybox doing what they do. And to see him down there hugging his players, I thought that was one of the the, the one of the more cooler moments in sports this year, especially with COVID and everyone's being so distant and yeah. keeping your distance he just said fuck it i'm just gonna go for it i'm gonna hug my players i'm gonna show how proud <laughs> of them i am and i i just thought that was a one of the the coolest moments and i thought that's great for that is gonna be great for team morale going into this final because you know you and i have never played in the stanley cup final but you can imagine that every single guy in that dressing room they're they're committed to one another when they look to their right and they look to their left in the dressing room and they see the two guys sitting next to them they know that they're i'm not going to say willing to die but they're good they're going to war for these guys they'll, they'll, they'll do anything for those guys in the room and i don't know just to see bergeron uh, i keep fucking his name up bergeron <laughs> going down there I'm not saying risking COVID, but just not really caring about the rules for a second and just going all in. I, I don't know. I, I liked it a lot. I, I think it, it was a cool moment. Yeah, definitely. And a, and a, and a big build up to it, too, because the, the team's been through so much the last year. You know, uh, Julien, Claude Julien gets fired midway through the season for Dom Ducharme to take over. And there were a lot of moments where, you know, in press conferences where Mark Bergevin put it on the players. He said at some point, the players have to take responsibility and be the ones to take this franchise to the next level so for and I think that's a strong message and then for them to get where they are now and then to see him celebrating with his teammates he's got swag and uh it also seems like he's a guy that's in the gym working out with these guys the dude's <laughs> tank. so just to see that uh you know the love between the team the management the coaching staff it's just it's it's crazy it's, and i feel like that's a very hard thing to accomplish in professional sports with all the the politics that are behind the scenes and everything that goes on with the money and players trying to you know get trades get bigger contracts just to have a gm that's in the i know there was i know he had a couple like speeches inside the room and it was on twitter and they're like well, is bergevin the coach or the gm what's going on here and i don't know how i felt about some of those tweets because at the end of the day all those guys they're a family in that organization i don't care if you're if you're working in the front office trying to sell season tickets like you're part of the Montreal organization that that's they always talk about like a, a team that wins a Stanley Cup is a team throughout the whole organization it doesn't matter if you're the water boy or if you're the captain of the team they talk about unity and being together and working towards one common goal it's showing up to work being a professional and I 100% believe in that it doesn't matter who you are in the organization as long as you show up every day and work know your role do it correctly and seeing Bergevin in the dressing room giving a speech I didn't hate it I at the at a second I was a little confused I was like have I ever seen this on like NHL 24-7 like behind the, have I ever seen a GM and I was trying to think, and I really couldn't picture it. I, I, yeah. don't, I couldn't remember it ever happening, but I didn't mind it. As long as yeah. the coach and the GM have a good relationship. One, Dom's out right now. Yeah. So, you and know, that's what spurred it. He went out with COVID, and then you know, Ber Bergevin's like, oh, here we go, guys. Like another another set of adver uh, set of adversity here for you guys to, to get through. And yeah, he yeah, fired them up for sure. Is Dom back for the finals? <laughs> He's eligible to come back game three. So if, if, the, if it would have started in Canada, he'd be okay to go right now, but he can't cross the border until his oh, quarantine sorry. is okay. up or something like that. But, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy to see and and think about Bergevin's a guy who really wears his emotions on his sleeve. You know, he's admitted in in interviews in the past that Carey and him have a and he does it with all players, but Carey and him have a sit down after every season, and Carey literally says to him, 
make this team better. Like, let's go here. And so they've had a, a strong relationship, but I'm sure tumultuous over the years as they've been going through this, the, the stages of the build. And then there's a little bit of a controversy before the season starts and, and rumors spreading that, you know, Brendan Gallagher and the Canadians, the relationship wasn't as strong as it, it could be during contract negotiations. Bergevin signs him as quickly as possible after that, extends him, gives him, uh, you know, the contract he was looking for. And then in the, and then afterwards he's speaking to the media, he's crying. He's saying, Galley's a guy that I would want to play with myself. So for that to, to hit the media like that really, really stung. And when do you ever see a, a guy at the, you know, managing a professional hockey team crying about a player in front of the cameras? Like that's pretty wild. Oh, man, this is just a, <laughs> it's a, this is a, it's a setup for a Hollywood movie. Little bit. Oh yeah. Like I, I guarantee, I guarantee behind the scenes of this hockey team, there's a lot of underlying stories that aren't being told right now. You know, just a, a Caulfield coming in, pretty much replacing Drouin. I wonder if Drouin and Caulfield are in communication, saying keep going, keep pushing. You know, there's there's just so many things behind the scenes that I think aren't being told right now, and I hope one day the stories come out about because you know. It, Montreal is the most historic, maybe Detroit or Toronto, but you know one of the most historic franchises in history. And if they can win a cup and they can pull it off during a COVID year, yeah, it has deal, Hollywood man. written all over it. <laughs> That's a big deal for sure. Yeah, it's still just it's it's surreal. I, I like I said, I keep I keep thinking it's not true, but it is. Caulfield, he he must yeah. have his, he's he's. Yeah, and talk about it. Talk about uh, his confidence, dude. He is something else. He comes in. He hasn't even played his rookie season yet. <laughs> playing in the toughest style of hockey you can. He's not making mistakes. He's scoring big goals, and he's got he's got swagger too. I mean, the stuff between Leonard saying, "Oh, I knew Caulfield was going to shoot five hole or high." So, and then Caulfield talks about you know good thing Leonard opened his mouth. Now I kind of know what he's thinking. Then in the in the in game six, the series clinching series, he scores a big one on Leonard. Doesn't even celebrate, just stares at him, and then straight straight to the bench. It's just, yeah, it's so many things going on. And now even another one, Yoel Armia hits COVID protocol again. So now he's not, yeah. So he's not. When even, did that come out today? Today. So he's uh, not traveling to Tampa. That's a that's a big loss. Ooh. Um, and we'll have to see how it plays out. But uh, Jake Evans is healthy after getting destroyed by Mark Shifley in game one against the Jets. So Jake Evans can now fill in right wing, fourth line on that line. It's good to have depth, but that's just another storyline to this this run. It's been it's been crazy. A, a, a big storyline, if they can fill that rink, will be, that'll be big. It won't even be oh. about hockey. It'll be about just politics. Oh, they're going to fill the Bell Center, okay? And it's almost like the rest of Canada is now going to have to open up because of this. There's just so many storylines that are <laughs> like, it, it's true, though. It's it's it, yeah. it's going to get to the point, Watch, mark my words, this series will get to the point where it becomes bigger than hockey. Uh, yeah. I, I, just mark my words. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't doubt it, man, because uh, it, it is big. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of controversy if they don't open up. And I think people aren't going to be so happy with that but yeah i guess you deal with the cards you're given but i yeah yeah, i believe you man what's um what's your plan for tomorrow nine o'clock start are you a pregame nap guy like because you're staying up late like or what i wish when i get home it's supper time it's baths it's it's getting the kids ready for bed it's you know cuddling well putting them down reading a book or whatever and then it's you know for me luckily the game times are now at nine 
because the kids are in bed. I can focus, sit down, watch the games. But uh, I got to work tomorrow too. So just running around. I'm going to do a live stream tomorrow night, yeah. watching with all the viewers. And uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that and just really trying to enjoy the moment and, and enjoy what's what's happening right now. That's that's all you could do. You got to sit in the moment. And you just have to enjoy it because you don't know when it's going to happen again. I, exactly, exactly. And it's going to be it's going to be a battle. I can only imagine the stress sitting through this and the ups and downs that we're going to see in this in this series I wouldn't be surprised to see it go seven um but you know any 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 scenario is possible at this point i've had conver i've already talked to my girlfriend about it like because I'm, I'm like most <laughs> most like nights i'm in bed by 10 o'clock and then i'll just watch the game on my laptop in bed while she falls asleep and there's going to be too much emotion, too much, yeah, you want to fight, you know, just like, <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> yeah. I told him, like, look, I'm either going to be in the basement or I'm going to be in the living room watching the game. Most likely I'm going to be sleeping on the couch a lot this week because I'm not going to go in the bed and wake her up. <laughs> but then it's also, I'm not, I'm not even joking, like, work-wise. Like, with this company, I have to, like, um, like, mornings are big for me. I get a lot of work done in the morning, but when I stay up late, I, I'm a bag of shit in the morning. That's why I go to bed early. So it's like uh, this weekend was really big for uh, – that's why we're doing this on Sunday, so I can work tonight, get this edited so it's out tomorrow. So it's a lot of, like, working ahead to make sure things are ready for the next day So because I know my sleep schedule is just going to be done, done. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's a grind. It, it, it's it's a grind. And uh, it's a good for you to have that routine too, the mornings, you know, keep it consistent. Yeah. I know you're doing like the video updates here and there, and that was cool to see you guys starting your day bright and early. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's huge, especially, you know, with what you've built in this brand, right? So it's, it's uh, you know, I respect your grind. There's there's so many talented people around, oh. around this area, man, from the Halifax, from Fairview, Clayton Park, all that sort of stuff. And it's, it's good to look around and see see us just grinding and doing our best to, to get ahead, man. And I can't wait for things to open up even more and get to go meet these people, go to PEI, go to New Brunswick. Still have never been to Newfoundland. You know, yeah. and if Montreal does pull this off and they do win, it'll be a great, uh, it'll be a great celebration of a summer. Just to be a lot of, uh, just to just to go meet people, just to travel, just to go see things. I'm trying to think of, I know there'd obviously be a parade in Montreal, but I'm trying to think if there's any somewhat local guys on the Canadians, other than Jake Allen, I'm trying to think, eh, Drouin, Montreal, nonetheless. Uh, yeah, De just, Jake I, Allen definitely would be a close one for yeah, sure. Yeah, New Bra Fredericton. Yeah, yeah. That that could be a parade. Yeah, for sure. I never even thought of that. That's, uh, yeah, that's clutch. So, yeah, there, there's definitely some things that could definitely happen if it, they, they can pull this off here. And it is interesting, too, how they're playing Tampa, and Drouin was drafted by Tampa. Man, I wish I keep saying Drew Webb, but I wish he was just in the lineup. I know. It's just I feel for that guy right now. Yeah, I really do. It's as well. It's, um. It's tough, but from what what I've heard and the th things that Dom have have said, good thing they have that relationship going right now between them. Uh, hopefully, that's uh, been been helpful for for Joe. But from everything I've I've heard, he's still part of the team. He does communicate with them. He's he's cheering them on behind the scenes, and uh, you know all the best to him. He's put in a, a ton of work in Montreal, and I can't imagine the pressure he was under, you know, or what he had to deal with, you know, social media wise or whatever's is going on with him right now. And hopefully, he's He's back to himself as, as soon as possible and, and enjoys the summer himself. And we see him back in uh, Blue Blind Rouge as as, uh, as quickly as, <laughs> yeah. as he can, right? You know, but take the time to, to heal and do what he needs to do. Yeah, playing in your hometown can't be easy for sure. Yeah, yeah. We'll figure it Look out. Look at Mitch Marner right now for the for the Leafs hometown boy. He's taking a lot of heat. Yeah. So it's just just kind of comes with the comes with the territory. It's an interesting perspective when you think about it. It's like you're okay. You're from that 
city. You play in that city, but guys that aren't from that city get to leave that city. Yeah. Where's Marner from? Mississauga? Yeah, I believe so. So yeah. what are you just like Hamilton, 40, yeah. 45 minutes away? Yeah. You know, that's, that's tough. He's still in the city. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, I couldn't imagine being in their shoes, having it. Cause it's immense pressure. You got the, the eyes of the country on you in Canada. It's something completely different. Like oh. it's just, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. It'd be tough. Yeah. You see, they got mad at uh, they got mad at Matthews because he was at a UFC game, <laughs> yeah. or, or UFC game, yeah. UFC fight because yeah, he was wearing like a hoodie and he was with Bieber and like it was like three weeks after they got eliminated. Yeah, and they were pissed at him. I know. Twitter got all over him. <laughs> God forbid he enjoy himself, right? Twitter's. What's your experience like on Twitter right now? Like your Twitter account is booming, dude. Yeah, it's 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 unique. I've. I, I, I was never a social media guy before all this, and I kind of had to join all of it yeah. and do this stuff for the brand and for the channel. So going in, I had to tell myself, like, just don't take it seriously. You know, you're going to have people coming at you, trying to dig at you. And I have, man, especially because I, I, I bring it on a little bit, too, with some of the things I say and the digs I throw at rival fan bases here and there. Despite being an objective analyst in all my videos, it's still good to have some fun and whatever. But... You know, people come at you hard and it's, uh, it can take a chunk out of you. So, but, but generally it's a good platform to, to share your stuff and, and get, and, you know, get your content out there, but you just definitely have to watch out for the, the people out there just looking to troll or make you feel bad about yourself and just don't take it seriously. It's just the internet. The way I look at it is if there is people trolling you and there's people commenting, that's a win. Yeah. Like pe people are watching. Yeah. People are looking at you. People are viewing, people are forming opinions that's what you want. Yeah. Like when someone comments on something we do and they say something negative, it's I'm smiling because <laughs> yeah. they, they care. They're watching. They're you're, if you're offending someone, so what? That's the point. You got to yeah. do something to get a reaction out of it. If, if you're not, if you're not getting a reaction out of someone, you're not doing your job. All you have to do is get reaction. If it's positive, if it's negative, they, eh, whatever. But at the end of the day, you're doing your job. If people are commenting and looking at you and, and, forming opinions yeah you're exactly. good to go that's a that's a really good way to look at it especially as you know from a business perspective yeah and, and whatnot look yeah. like i obviously he's, this isn't a guy you want to look up to but like steve simmons the toronto reporter he's not the most liked guy but that guy's had a job in journalism for how many years mostly based on hate you know people don't <laughs> like his opinion at all but does he care no he just goes with the flow he doesn't care at all and he's still employed so anyways it, as long as you're good you're good but yeah. you have comments, you have all that stuff, you're you're laughing. Yeah. You're laughing. I can't wait for tomorrow. Dude, neither can I, man. I still yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. You know, Montreal has has done a really good job owning the middle of the ice. Their center depth is and it's weird as a Habs fan to look at our centers and go, Oh, we're we're set. Yeah. Uh so that's that's been a huge strength. The the physical defense has been a game changer. I mean, as good as Tampa Bay's defense is and big as they are and good puck movers montreal is just punishing uh forwards and so are so are guys like josh anderson on uh on the forecheck as well so on both sides of the ice it's just it's got to be hard to play against them as an opponent right and frustrating too especially when fought you finally you break through and then you got to shoot on Carey price <laughs> i thought Carey price was in the heads of the vegas players like there, there was like a point it. where you thought Carey price was literally a brick wall and like you'd see like Mark Stone going for a shot and just it was a good quality shot but a, an amazing quality save and then they zoom up on Mark Stone's face as he's skating to the bench 
and you just see the look on his face of just like, how do I get the puck past this guy? <laughs> and I've been in those situations where I've run into goaltenders and you don't think they're human. You're like, I can't, how, how? Like same with like face-off guys. You lose face-off after face-off after face-off. You just think, I can't, how, how do I win? How do I do this? And Carey is putting that look into all those players' faces in Vegas. And if he can do that with Tampa, I like Montreal's odds a lot better. So do I, man. I, I love that you say that too. I, I saw something there a few weeks ago and I think it was like it it was an anonymous player I think I believe that this quote came from and it was it was like when you're shooting on carry um you it's like eventually you're playing you finally get that opportunity to put all your weight into a shot and you feel like you got all of it you were in the perfect position to throw it on net and then it gets saved and you're like how is this how is this possible um and that but you know They've, they've got that on the other side, too, in Tampa. So it's just, um, I, I can't, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's interesting how if, if a goalie can make that save where the player gets everything into it, all that all that power, that the accuracy, and he thinks he's going to score, and the goalie saves it, it's so funny how that energy can go into the team, into the players on the bench. I remember it was the Stanley Cup uh, Conference Finals, I think. I couldn't tell you what year, but it was – uh, Pittsburgh versus Washington, and Pittsburgh was down by one going into the blah, 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 going into the third, I think it was, and Ovechkin came down on Flurry, breakaway. Flurry robbed Ovechkin, <laughs> and Dan Bylsma said he's like as soon as Ovechkin was on that breakaway, going on Flurry, he goes, I didn't care anything about the series that save was the series as soon as flurry flashed the leather robbed ovechkin the entire bench stood up looked at one another and said we're going to win this game now and if Kerry can do that time after time after time i'm telling you the energy that can go through montreal it'll be uh it'll it'll what's the word i'm looking for not electric but it'll be uh i don't know i don't know what the word is vibrant Con- yeah contagious, it, 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 contagious. Yeah. yeah and you talk about the energy of caulfield right now just the guy who's happy to be there like talk about did you see that guy's smile <laughs> like i just want to give the guy a hug every <laughs> time know, you eh? see him he's just smiling <laughs> like it's all about yeah. energy for that team right now and i just i don't know i love everything about it right now everything everything yeah yeah it's been a it's been a, a miracle run and underdogs the whole way and they keep managing to deliver it's been a treat what do you think uh, game one's going to look like tomorrow for a win or a loss for Montreal? Montreal's played well on the road. Yeah, that's the big thing. Montreal is a great road team. So I think really just in game one and two, you got to get one. You got to get the split on the road, come back home feeling good about yourselves, you know, whether it is game one or two. But I think Tampa's really going to be looking to make a statement in this first one because they're, 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 Montreal's challenging their spot. And I think they're gonna they're gonna be flying, absolutely flying. And uh, Montreal's key though, stay disciplined. They've been good at that in this playoff run so far. That has to stay the same because Tampa's power play is out of this world. It's like thirty-seven, almost thirty-eight percent. Is right? it really? Yeah, uh, it's I didn't know that. Unreal. But Montreal's penalty kill is currently the best in the history of the NHL playoffs at like ninety-three percent, ninety-four percent. Wow, I didn't know that either. Yeah, dude. So it's like you got the best power play versus the best penalty kill. Stay out of the box, first of all. But that'll be an interesting, uh, you know, storyline through this series. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be electric. Munch, I'm sure there's gonna be crowds in Montreal, even though it's a road game. Mm. You know, watch parties and all that. So 
hope, hopefully we see Montreal put in a good effort. I think they're likely going to do what they've done in most these series so far is early on, intimidate, punish physically, get comfortable against their opponent, and then adjust. And I think getting Dom back in game three is going to be huge for that. Another uh, you know, boost of momentum for this team at, at a perfect time. I think I know your answer to this question, but which team do you think has more pressure on them? The Montreal Canadiens, who haven't won in I don't know how many years. How many years? Uh, 28 is when they in got, yeah. 28 years or the defending Stanley Cup champions to go back-to-back. What team has more pressure on them? It's hard to say, you know, because I know Tampa Bay really wants it bad. And you'd think Montreal because they haven't won in so long, but they've just been, they've not been letting it get to them this whole time. You know, they've, they've been the underdog. They were not supposed to win. They've played in big games, game seven against the Leafs. Uh, you know, they definitely didn't want to go back to Vegas if they lost game six and they've managed to close out these series. So, you know, I think this is just two teams that are op- like executing at a, their peak level right now. And almost none of that's even going to matter. It's just going to be who's the best hockey team, you know? Yeah. Pressure's a funny thing. Yeah. If I think you, Carey is a big reason why this team can can ignore the pressure. I think. Well just, said. I like yeah, that. That's the, true. Yeah, the calmness that he brings and the, you know, that, that preparation. Shea Weber as well. I mean, these guys are dialed in. But, yeah, I, I definitely think that's that's key for the Habs. Yeah, if you don't have pressure on you and you go out and play safe, not safely, but just freely – it's uh, it's it's amazing what can happen when you don't have pressure on it on you. It just allows yourself to to play the way you've been playing your entire life. We had uh, when we went up to the Telus Cup like two years ago with the Halifax Max, and we got to go in the dressing room, and Tim Boyce was the head coach, and he was just like, yeah, they had no like they shouldn't even have been there at the uh, Atlantics in Charlottetown, and the the motto of the trip was just like, pressure's a funny thing, boys. We're not even supposed to be here, so let's just have some fun, go out and <laughs> shoot for the shit and have fun, see what happens. They ended up winning, and they went to the TELUS Cup, but the, 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 the motto of that whole Atlantics was just, pressure's a funny thing, and they ended up, who did they play? Uh, they played a team from PEI in the finals. I'm pretty sure they already had their hotel and flights booked to the TELUS Cup. Talk about cocky. Yeah. And then it's just, yeah, pressure's a funny thing. Boys, let's just go out and play. Ended up winning, went to the TELUS Cup. And it, it's very true. And I think about all the pressure on – I th- to answer my own question, yeah. I think more pressure is on Montreal. Yeah. Um, but I like your answer to my question about Carey Price allowing the guys to play freely, knowing that if they do make a mistake and maybe they do turn a puck over at the blue line, they have a great percentage of, of Carey making that save and recovering for them. Pressure is a funny thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We shall see. <laughs> um, all right. So what are you doing the rest of the day? Chilling. Going back uh, to hang out with the kids. Hopefully chuck something on the barbecue, man. It's a beautiful day. I, I'm, you know, going to do some non-hockey stuff for a little bit. Clear my head. <laughs> like what? Oh, what's sh- non-hockey stuff? <laughs> just hanging with the kids, you know, honestly. Playing with the kids. Maybe uh, I say non-hockey stuff. I'll probably end up playing some chill later on. Ch- chuck on the PS4 just to, you know, calm myself down. Keep my mind off it because otherwise I'll just be a ball of nerves until the puck's dropped. And uh, then on forward until it, the Stanley Cup is finally awarded. <laughs> it's going to be a, it's, it's gonna be a, an unbelievable week. I'm excited. It's yeah, going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Carey Price, Shea Weber, they they need it man so there's there's pressure there but uh a couple guys chasing the cup for a long time and thankful they got their buddies and you know stall perry guys like that with them to to help them along the way so yeah just uh yeah it's 
I, yeah, I can't believe it. can't believe it. All right. Well, hey, thanks for coming, man. I appreciate this. Do you want to talk about anything else before? No. That, do you want to give something like a – do you want to give a shout-out to – yeah, so you can find me on uh, uh, YouTube, Scotian Canadian, and uh, Twitter, at Scotian Canadian. And again, selling these shirts, uh, 100% of profits going to the Gord Downey and Cheney Wenjack Fund. So you can just email $35 to ScotianCanadian at gmail.com. I'm, I'm shipping them out all personally, which I think I underestimated how much work that's going to be. But it's a lot of work. Yeah, dude, but I'll, <laughs> I'll manage to get it done. I think I'll be doing some personal deliveries around the city to yeah. save some shipping costs and send more to charity. But uh yeah, and on top of that, I'm donating three bucks per shirt personally as well on top of it. Nice. So, yeah, it's all all for the charity. And, um, yeah, so there's that. And, yeah, enjoy the series, everybody. Make sure to enjoy the moment. Make memories with your with your family, with your, you know, your dads, your kids, all that stuff. And uh, just, yeah, embrace it, I guess. It, this just doesn't happen too often. Yeah. It's all right, dude. You're the man. Thank you for coming. I appreciate this. Thanks a lot for having me, dude. It's uh, another goal crossed off the list, dude, to, to sit down with you in the studio and do this. So dude, thank you're you. welcome back anytime. We'll do it again. How about this? We'll do it again after everything's over. Cool. Cup. Then we'll talk about it. Yeah. Break all it right. all down, man. Love it. All right. Everyone listening, thank you very much uh, for tuning in. It's Sunday, but this is coming out tomorrow, Monday. So enjoy your week. Have fun. Stay safe. Like Matt said, enjoy the cup final. Here we go. Let's have some fun. We're out. Peace. <laughs>